0: Sometimes our interpretation of a biblical passage turns on the question we ask of it. In this case, I want to begin with one central question, not simply for the text, but also for you. How do you hear Jesus' description of the poor widow's offering? Is it praise or is it lament? Is he holding up the widow and her offering as a great example of stewardship? Or is he expressing remorse that she has given, feels compelled to give, all she had to live on? Is it praise or is it lament? For most of my life, I've assumed the former. In fact, I may have preached a sermon or two lifting up, The widow and her generous stewardship. However, recently I've begun to believe it's the latter lament. And here's why. Today's passage is part of a larger set of passages focused on Jesus' confrontation with scribes and Pharisees and center on his critique of the temple, temple practices. The first verse of today's passage condemns the scribes precisely for devouring widows' houses. And in the passage immediately after this one, Jesus foretells the destruction of the temple itself. Notably, and perhaps most importantly, there's actually no word of praise in Jesus' statement about the widow or any indication that that he is lifting her up as an example of profound stewardship. All he does is describe what she is doing. He notices what she is doing. Is it praise or is it lament? All of what I have just spoken leads me to believe that Jesus isn't actually lifting her up as an example. But rather, he is denouncing the circumstances that demand her to make such an offering, such a sacrifice, that will lead to her death. Yes, death. The widow died, most likely mere days after making her offering. In case that's a surprise to you, consider again what Jesus said about her as she left the temple that day. She, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Greek word behind all she had to live on is bios, from which we derive biology. It means life. In other words, The widow sacrificed her whole life. In short, Jesus seems to be leveling a devastating critique against the temple, the temple's leaders, for allowing, perhaps encouraging, this woman to sacrifice her whole life. All of which leads me to a second question. Assuming Jesus' words are ones of lament, what does it say to us today? That we should stand up for those who are most vulnerable? Yes. That we should stand against laws or customs that exploit the poor? Absolutely. That we should enact civic policies that mirror God's hope, God's intention to care always and foremost for the least of these? No question. Now, are you changed? Are you changed by what I just said to you? Anything? A flutter? A spark? Probably not. I'm not changed, and I wrote it. Although what I just spoke to you, standing with the oppressed, decrying exploitation, working for better civic policies, are all really, really good things, in fact, necessary things. And although they may inspire us we are not changed because policies and procedures don't change hearts. Only the good news of the gospel can do that. So here's a third question. What's the good news in today's story? If you need a refresher, the good news always embodies and reflects the life and the love of Christ, which in turn can transform our hearts. So what's the good news in today's story? Would you like to know what I think? I think the good news of the widow's story Comes in what it says about the God we worship. God cares about this woman. God cares about this woman's sacrifice. God sees, God notices her. God empathizes with her plight and recognizes her affliction. God will not accept such abuses especially under the guise of religious piety. God denounces those who would order their world and their religion to make such sacrifices necessary. God sees her, God cares about her. No one else did, not the religious elite, Not the disciples, had Jesus not lifted her up for their notice. No one. Which leads me to a second piece of good news. You see, I believe God also sees our struggles, recognizes our challenges, and cares about where we are hard-pressed to make ends meet. Not necessarily financial ends, but relational ends, where we fall short in being a good neighbor, where we fall short in noticing our neighbor. I think God is inviting us to look around and see each other, those in our community we know and those that we don't. And I mean really see each other, the pain of those who are discriminated against because of their labeled difference the desolation of those who have been abandoned to fend for themselves, the despair of those who have given up and have lost all hope, the anguish of those who have been exploited and manipulated by others. God is inviting us to see them, to care for them To advocate for a system that does not leave them behind. God sees. God cares. God invites us to do the same. That's good news. That's news that changes hearts and minds. That's good news that changes lives. That's good news that reflects and embodies the love of Christ. I believe there's another sliver of good news in today's story. And that is the widow herself. Now, I realize you might be wondering, how's that possible? How is her life good news, considering her position, her poverty, her sacrifice? I don't believe it's an accident that we encounter the widow at this point in Jesus' life. This is the last moment in his public ministry, and she is the last life he lifts up in Mark's Gospel before his own death. I think it's telling that he tells his disciples to notice her. Of all the people in the temple, he tells his disciples to notice her her. And I don't believe it's because she's poor or an outcast, which will be an aspect of their focus in ministry, but I believe he told them to notice her because of what she exemplified, discipleship. She exemplified discipleship. What did he notice about her? What are we to notice about her? Courage. I believe he noticed her courage. Imagine the courage it took for her to make her insignificant gift alongside the rich. Imagine the courage it took for her to place those two meager sense, her life's security into that offering, knowing that it was the end of her life. Dignity. I believe he noticed her dignity. Widowhood rendered her worthless. She was expendable, unseen unloved even by the temple she loved. I believe she had to trust in the face of of all evidence around her that her tiny gift, that her life, had value in God's eyes. And in her astonishing generosity, I think Jesus recognized power, Those two coins were her gestures of defiance. Defiance against an institution that dehumanized her life. And finally, I believe he noticed her vocation. Whether she knew it or not, the widow's simple action in the temple that day was prophetic. She was, she is, a prophet in the sense that her costly offering amounted to a denouncement of injustice and corruption. Without speaking a word, she spoke God's word. She is good news. In her, we see what the kingdom of God can be. In her, we see a reflection of the one that we follow. In her, we see our own potential as disciples. The truest measure of a disciple is not found in one's theology or piety. It's found in one's heart in one's willingness to contribute to the healing of this world. God sees. God cares. God invites us to do the same. Good news for all. Thanks be to God. Amen.